Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, Word of Life Church, and happy Resurrection Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us online today. We have a really great service planned, and so we are excited to jump right in, but I wanted to tell you just a couple of things. I want you to engage in this service. I know you're sitting at home, but engage in every way possible today. I want you to sing the songs with us. We're going to have the words on the screen. Gather up your family, partake of communion with us, and let's join together, even though we're at home, let's join together as community today. I believe that God has some amazing things for us, and God is turning virus into revival. So without further ado, let's jump right in to the service today. We're going to open the word of the Lord today. We're going to share some things with you. You see, I was reading the scriptures one day, been many years ago now, but I was reading the scriptures in Proverbs, the 24th chapter, and I came across this verse. Verse number 16, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Notice this, a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say on the inside of me, go to Isaiah chapter 53 and count how many things that Jesus suffered in that passage. From Isaiah chapter 53. And it was no surprise to me that it was seven. Seven things that Jesus went to the cross and paid for and suffered for so you could be free from it today. We're going to begin to look at these things today in the name of Jesus, the things that he went through on your behalf. And I believe that as you hear these words today, see if you open up your heart, the word will do the work. The Word will do the work. The Word will do what it was intended to do in your life. The Word will bring healing to your body. The Word will bring refreshing. The Word will bring deliverance. The Word will bring peace and will bring joy. If you'll receive it on the inside of you, if you'll receive it, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Praise God. Praise God. It says that a righteous man... Though he may fall seven times, he will rise again. Did you know that Jesus, he fell in seven ways, or I say fell, but literally the word fell means to lie down or to be cast down, to fail, to fall, can speak of a violent death. If we know anything about what the Lord Jesus Christ endured at the cross for us, he certainly endured a violent death. To fall prostrate or to prostrate, to prostrate oneself before someone or something, in this case, before the Lord. But notice, it means to lay down or to cast down, you see, Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse number 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down, speaking of his life, of myself. And I have power 
to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. So the Father sent Jesus into the world. He was born to die so that you could be born again to live. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. You need to get a hold of that. Jesus was born to die so you could be born again to live. Praise God. Now, let's begin to look at these seven things in Isaiah chapter 53. When you find yourself in here, when we read something that, that is relevant to you, something that, that you struggled with or something that you've had to deal with in your life, I want you to just say, amen, I receive that, that Jesus not only fell in that area, he not only laid down his life in, for that particular issue and that particular thing, but he also rose again without it. Praise God. Now look at this, Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 3. He is despised and rejected by men. Let me ask you this question. <coughs> Have you ever been rejected? Have you ever been rejected by men? You see, Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, they came and they took him from the garden where he had been praying. Who was it? It was a friend that betrayed him with a kiss. It was a friend that betrayed him with a kiss. Jesus endured the shame of being rejected by a friend. Jesus not only was betrayed by Judas Iscariot, but Jesus also, as he was going through the mockery of a trial that they put him through, he was betrayed by his friend Peter who denied him three times, denied that he even knew him. Have you ever had friends that denied you? The fact of the matter is that there was only one of the disciples that was there at the cross. The rest ran away in fear. Only John was there at the cross when Jesus was crucified. All the rest left. Maybe you've been despised and rejected. You had a friend turn their back on you. You had a friend betray you. You had a friend that let you down. You had a friend that maybe you heard them talking behind your back. Maybe you got news of things they had been saying about you. Maybe they did something to you to hurt you in some way. Jesus endured that too. I've got good news for you. A righteous man, though he may fall seven times, he'll rise again. Jesus laid his life down for that very reason, and he rose again victorious over it. And I say that today to tell you that considering that he suffered rejection, and he rose again from the dead, you can rise above rejection and betrayal. Don't let that define the rest of your life. Don't let that be a point. You know, people will do you wrong. People will, will undermine the things that you're endeavoring to do. People will, will lie about you. People will betray you. 
But don't let that become a hindrance to you. Don't let that become a stumbling block. Don't let that hold you back, but rise above it because Jesus rose above it. Praise God. Verse number three also says he was a man of sorrows. This word sorrows could be defined as mental and physical pain. Praise God. Mental and physical pain. Luke chapter 22, verse number 39, uh, all the way through verse number 46. Jesus endured such physical pain as you can well imagine. The Bible says that Isaiah prophesied this of Jesus. He says that he was so marred that he was hardly even recognizable as a man. As some uh, expanded translations point out, that he was hardly even recognizable as a man. He he just became a, a one solid open wound. So you can imagine how much pain he was going through. They beat him, and they spat on him, and they and, and they whipped him. And they drove nails through his hands and through his feet. They put a crown of thorns upon his head. You know, I know how painful it is just to get a little splinter in my finger. I can imagine them pressing huge thorns into my brow. I can imagine the pain that Jesus went through. You see, the thorns in the brow, that speaks of mental pain, mental anguish. Maybe you're going through some mental challenges, some mental anguish in your life. But let me assure you of this, Jesus knows what it's like because he endured it and he took it to the grave with him and he rose victoriously without it. So if you're enduring pain, he bore your pain in his body so that you wouldn't have to bear it in yours. Now look at this. He was acquainted with grief. The word grief could be translated better as sickness. He was a man acquainted with sickness. Now, I don't mean that Jesus lived a life of sickness on this earth. I'm talking about what he did for you at the cross. Let's not mistake this and say, well, Jesus did this through his his life here on this earth. No, Jesus didn't endure sickness during his life here on this earth. He went to the cross and he endured sickness for you. The Bible says that when they when they whipped him, the Roman soldiers would use a what they called a cat of nine tails. And it was a whip with with uh, uh, strips of leather and and uh, pieces of metal and bone and things like this that were that were uh, tied into it. And when they would lay the stripes upon his back, and they would pull that whip back, that it would literally rip the flesh open. Jesus endured stripes. For you, and Isaiah said it this way, with his stripes, we are healed. See, he endured your sickness and your disease. Praise God, so that you wouldn't have to bear it. Now, 
in Isaiah 53, verses 5, it says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of, his, uh, of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now, some say, well, that was just physical, or that wasn't physical healing, that was spiritual healing. I, I beg to differ with you because 1 Peter, it says, He bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin might live unto righteousness with whose stripes you were healed. Matthew chapter 8, verse number 17 says that Jesus healed all the sick that they brought to him, that the words of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. So how could healing the sick fulfill the words of Isaiah's prophecy if it wasn't sickness he was talking about. Of course he was talking about sickness. He bore your sickness and your disease and your pain in his body. And I got news for you today. Jesus bore coronavirus in his body. It came upon him because when they nailed Jesus to the cross, he became a magnet for all of the curse. And all of the curse included every sickness and every disease that is not written in the book of the law. In Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, you can read of that, all of the things that came upon him. Every sickness that he named there, plus every sickness and every disease and every pain that is not named there is also included. He bore it, and praise God, a righteous man, though he may fall seven times, he will rise again. Jesus rose again, victorious over sickness, disease, and pain in your body, and because he rose again... You can rise again above it. Lift that hand and receive it if you need that in your body today. Receive it. Say, Jesus, I receive what you have done for me. Praise God. He was acquainted with grief. You know, contrary to what some people say, Jesus didn't come and endure these things so that he could sympathize with you. It wasn't sympathy that you needed. It was healing that you needed. It wasn't sympathy that you needed. It was a resurrection that you needed. And Jesus came and he endured these things and he rose again so that you could rise again. Praise God. The Bible says he was despised. That word despised means that he was regarded with contempt. Regarded with contempt. Have you ever had someone that had contempt for you, Some, someone that was so very contemptuous towards you. He was oppressed. I, I, as I studied this word out a little bit more, this word of, uh, uh, despised, to, to regard with contempt, what did they do? They, it, it means that it was a lack of respect or reverence. Have you ever been disrespected? Someone disrespected you and, and, and showed contempt towards you? In Luke chapter 22, verse number 63 through 65, shows that how he was humiliated. What did they do? They spat upon him. 
not just on him, but in his face, they spat on him. You see, that was one of the most humiliating things that a person could do to another individual is to spit upon them. Maybe you've literally had someone spit on you. Maybe they've just regarded you contemptuously. But nonetheless, Luke chapter 23, uh, verse number 33, says, And when he had came to the place called Calvary, where he was crucified, and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left hand. If we read that out and study that out, we know that one of the criminals that was crucified next to him began to mock him and said, if you're the son of God, see, then, then you can get, save yourself and us. See, even the criminal that was being crucified next to him disrespected him. Maybe you've been disrespected, but let me tell you, Jesus endured it, and he rose again above it. Praise God. And because he rose, you can rise again as well. Look at this. He was afflicted. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 7 says, he was afflicted. This word afflicted means this, oppressed, humiliated, and bullied. Now, that's a word we hear a lot in our culture today and in our society today. A lot of people talking about being bullied or enduring bullying. Jesus was bullied. He was afflicted. He was humiliated. He was oppressed. He was bullied. Maybe you've been bullied for various reasons in your life. Maybe you've been bullied because of the, uh, of the way you look or the way you dress. Or maybe you've been bullied because of your race. Maybe you've been bullied for whatever reason. Maybe because of, uh, of your size. Maybe you've had a weight issue and you've been bullied because of that. Maybe you've been bullied because of the way you talk. Maybe you've been bullied because of, uh, of your social economic status. Maybe you've been bullied for whatever reason, but because of that, Jesus endured bullying in your place, and he rose above it, and you can rise above it. Praise God. Praise God. Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 26 and verse number uh, 67 is another passage that you could read. I'm not going to read all of these passages for lack of time today, but I'll refer you to these and you can read them on your own. But considering Jesus was afflicted and he rose above it, you can rise above it. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 5, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Get this. Transgression is law-breaking. Transgression is law-breaking. Jesus, though he never broke the law, yet he suffered as a lawbreaker, though he had never broken any law. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 21 says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, 
that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 24 is another passage that you could read on that. Praise God. But Jesus, he became your sin. The Bible says he became sin for us. And because he became sin for us, sin was punished. Your sin was punished upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, upon his body. Praise God. He bore the punishment for your sin. Now get this. Considering that he bore your sins, he was charged as being corrupt, perverted, and a lawbreaker. That's what they charged Jesus with. Although he had done none of those things, it was your transgressions and your iniquities that he bore in his body. And because a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, he rose above it. And now because of what Jesus did, you can rise above it today. Praise God. If that applies to you, lift one hand and say, Jesus, I received that today. I received my resurrection today. Praise God. Praise God. Verse number 5 in Isaiah 53 goes on and it says this. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Now, this is not the kind of peace that, that we understand in our English usage of the word peace. Our English usage of the word peace means that, you know, tranquility or there's, there is, uh, it's the absence of anything that is, that is contrary to our comfort or, or to our well-being. And, uh, but this word peace in the Hebrew here, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. This is the word shalom, which means com complete. It, you know, it, it's the equivalent to the, he, to the Greek word sozo, which I call the all-inclusive word of the gospel. It includes your, um, your freedom from your forgiveness of sin. It includes healing for your body. It includes the, the peace of your mind, a, having a sound mind. It includes everything that Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection. This word peace, the chastisement of your peace was upon him. The punishment so that you could have peace. Now get this, if, if you were punished for a crime, and you had fully paid the punishment for that crime, you could have peace that you would not be charged with that crime again. You see, Jesus took your punishment. And if he took your punishment, then there is no longer a punishment for what you have done. You see, the only way you have to pay for your sins is if you refuse to accept what he did. But he did it for you. Praise God. Because a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. Praise God. Jesus rose above it. 
And now you can rise above it as well. Praise God. Praise God. Also, this word peace involves your material well-being, your provision of your needs. You know, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Uh, you know, the, these kinds of things. Your material well-being was included in that. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Have you ever experienced lack? Some of you watching me today, you're experiencing some lack in your life right now. Well, Jesus, a righteous man, fell seven times and he rose again. And because he fell in this area, because he was chastised for your peace, now you can rise above it. Praise God. Praise God. Get this. Romans chapter 1, verse number 1 says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which is promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He was proved to be the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. Aren't you glad that a righteous man fell for you? He fell in your place, but he rose again. And now we have been crucified with him, we have been buried with him, and we have been resurrected with him. Romans 6, verse number 6, says, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, and that we should no longer be slaves to sin. He rose above it, so you can also rise above it. Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. I have been crucified. Say this with me. I have been crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that I should no longer be a slave of sin. Praise God. Praise God. Galatians 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He fell seven times or in seven ways so that you could rise above all seven of those things in your life. Praise God. Romans chapter 6, verse number 8 says, Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Praise God. You see, Jesus rose again from the grave to newness of life 
so that you who put your trust in him can rise again from whatever has buried you. Do you get that? Whatever has buried you. Maybe you've been buried because someone has treated you with contempt. Maybe you've been buried because of pain in your body. Maybe you have been buried, so to speak, because of someone bullying you. Maybe you have been buried because of habits in your life that you can't seem to break free from. Praise God. You have been crucified with him. You have been buried with him. And you have been raised with him to newness of life. Praise God. Second Timothy, verse number 2. Uh, excuse me, chapter 2, verse number 11. It says, This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. Praise God. We shall also live with him. You see, the life that you live with him is not what was. Jesus took what you were he paid for it in full. He went to the cross. He went to the grave, which is where you properly dispose of such things, of dead things. All of these things that, that he suffered, he, he died and he was buried with them and he left them in the grave. Praise God. And he rose again victoriously to newness of life. Now, I want you to picture yourself. Picture as if it were you. I want you to picture you being nailed to the cross. You see, because that's how God saw it. From God's perspective, it was you who was nailed to the cross. I want you to picture yourself hanging on that cross. And imagine for just a moment... You see, Jesus was hanging there in your place. He had done nothing deserving of being there. But you deserve to be there. I deserve to be there. But yet, he hung there in our place. I want you to picture yourself hanging on that cross. And then I want you to picture, if you would, that they take you down from the cross and they bury you. And they roll a stone. Stone speaks of the, uh, of the law. And it was the stone that convicted you and I. They rolled the stone across the mouth of the tomb. And there you lay. You descend into hell. And you th you're thinking, you know, the, the truest account that we find is in Luke, the 16th chapter, of a man being in hell. If you read that story of the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell, and he saw Lazarus in a place of comfort afar uh, off. And he began to beg for just a drop of water to cool his tongue. 
And then I want you to imagine this. You're there for three days in this place of torment. And then God speaks life to you. You see, you were crucified with him. You were buried with him. And now you hear the voice of God saying, come forth out of the grave. God is speaking to you. Whatever grave you have been buried in, whatever of these seven things that we talked about that have buried you, hear the voice of God saying, come forth. And the angel of the Lord came and rolled the stone back, and Jesus walked out with a resurrection body, resurrection life. And now he says, if you will believe upon me, praise God. Not only was I crucified for you, not only was I punished for you, not only was I beaten for you, not only did I have nails through my hands and feet for you, not only did I wear a crown of thorns for you, not only did I have a spear pierced through my side for you, I was also buried for you, but here I stand, I am also walking out of the grave for you, a righteous man who has risen again over all seven of these things. Praise God. And by believing upon him, you walk out, you walked out of that grave. In the mind of God, it was you on the cross. And in the mind of God, it is you that walked out of the grave. Praise God. And I want you to understand that, and I want you to get that today. Praise God. A righteous man. How do you become a righteous man? Jesus was certainly a righteous man. That means right standing with God. Jesus was certainly a righteous man, but he did it in your place. So how do you become the righteous man that rises above? You become a righteous man by believing what he did. Praise God. Praise God. If you have never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, wherever you are today, if you believe what I've just shared with you, it's the gospel. Gospel means good news. If you say, well, yeah, that's sure good news. Praise God. It is good news. It's the best news you'll ever hear. Praise God that Jesus took your place, but he's not in the grave, and he didn't leave you in the grave either. Praise God. And if you will believe upon him, you can be saved. Hallelujah. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, because it is through believing upon him that you become identified with everything that he did. Praise God. And he is not in the grave any longer. Praise God. And you don't have to stay in the grave that has buried you any longer. Praise God. 
Today is your day of freedom. The stone has been rolled out of the way. Now get up and walk out of the grave. How do you do it? Say this after me. God in heaven, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to take my place in the punishment, to take my place on the cross, to take my place in the tomb, and to take my place in the resurrection. So I have been punished with him, and the punishment is complete. And as you have raised him from the dead, you have raised me from the dead as well. I believe on Jesus, and I trust him today for my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Praise God. Well, thank you so very much for joining us today for Word of Life Church Resurrection Sunday online. I want you to drop us a line and let us know that you are watching today. We want to know where you're at in the world and that you were joining us today with just you or your family or whatever it may be. But thanks so much for being a part of Word of Life Church. Join us all week this week for online content via our Facebook page and you can watch on some other sources, Instagram TV and, and uh, on our website and other things like that. We have lots of stuff rolling out. Guys, we are praying for you. We love you so very much. And most importantly, we want you to know that God is madly in love with you. We'll see you this week.